Hello and welcome to the Unqualified Huddle. Week six is in the books almost. Still got the Denver Broncos versus the LA Chargers later tonight. But we are here to review the rest of the games. This is Simon. I'm healthy again. I've survived my illness. I'm here with the twins, Shamal and Chanel. Guys, how are you both doing? We've been here the whole time, as Marshall Lynch would say. You've been part-timing <laughs> it on your sofa, watching Netflix all day, mm-hmm, playing with mm-hmm. your dog, or we've been grafting, grinding for content. Play, playing with my dog. I, I, mate, I, I'm barely able to get off the sofa, let alone playing. Sounds like uh, sounds like an excuse not to record a podcast here, Simon. Like <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. And justify uh, some of your terrible, terrible picks. Ah, uh, listen, COVID does bad things to you. You make bad choices. I made some bad choices. We all made some bad choices. Don't just try and throw me under the bus. Here. Not some bad choices. Most of our choices were, were really <laughs> well, <off> well, <laughs> especially you two. I mean. So what what are you on at the minute, Sham? I know you burst in to tell us. What are you on at the minute with our weekly picks? Um on this uh this past week, so far I'm on eight out of I believe thirteen games. Um Shan, you're on about uh unfortunately you're on five. <laughs> Simon, you're on about seven, so not as bad, but yeah. It's not as Seven. bad as me, is what listen, you're thinking. Listen to him, though. It gave it the big, I am, is one game ahead of me. Hey, every game matters at this stage. <laughs> anyway, en- enough of that. Enough of that. I'm here to talk about something serious right now. Are the Jets good? First of all, before you answer that question for me, I must apologise to the Jets fan base. I did not pick the Jets in our weekly picks last week. I've been... Backing the Jets to win their games. They've done me solid. I went against them. And quite rightly so, they have gave me the big middle finger and gone on one anyway. So fair play to them. But back to the point. Are Um, the Jets good? I'm still waiting. You said uh, we're waiting for a serious point. I'm still waiting for a serious point here. (laughs) Are the Jets good? Yes, they are. Yes, I said before we... um, before the games happened over the weekend, I said if the Jets can actually beat a team that hasn't had, you know, quarterback changes, if they beat the Packers here, they're a good team, and I'll give them credit for it. I think it's time you give them credit because they resoundingly beat the Packers. So I'm not giving so, them any credit. Source so Gardner I, needs that drip, and it, he wore that cheese head, cheese head with pride because it's that good. So uh, I get your point about them beating the, the Green Bay Packers, right? Uh, I, I'm actually on the fit. I, I like the Jets, right? I do like the Jets, but I, I am in the, the camp at the minute of they still need to prove themselves. Even though they've got a 4-2 and two record, even though they have won some games, they still need to prove themselves. And one of the things that like really stood out to me, this is, the, this is how the game went, uh, this New, New York Jets versus Green Bay game. Punt, 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 misfield goal. Punt, mm-hmm. punt, punt, elite fumble, field goal, turnover, missed field goal, field goal, punt, punt, and then a couple of touchdowns with some more punts. <laughs> so it wasn't a great game, is what I'm trying to get at there, basically. Yeah, I think all of us have overrated Green Bay. It's they've they've sort of leveled off right now. I don't think this was a worthy opponent. No offense, Green Bay fans, but no offense, Jets fans. You guys aren't real. <laughs> this this Jets team, I agree with Simon. They need to prove themselves. 
I'm not even waiting for that because I don't believe in this team. Do you, do you know what I also struggle with a little bit as well? Um, so in their first few games where really they started to hook me in, to be quite honest, was when Joe Flacco was playing for them and he was passing the ball around a little bit, getting these receivers who are, you know, some decent receivers now. They've got quite a, a nice little receiving call with, you know, Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson. Um, you, you throw in Uzama there, the ex-Bengal tight end. Elijah Moore, who's not Elijah happy, Moore. actually. I well, mean, yeah, he shouldn't I mean, be, should it? Zero targets, but that if you can't, if you can win without throwing it to one of your best players, on, I mean, uh, it's good. It's a good day. I, I would office. agree with you if you didn't just listen to all those punts on repeat by <laughs> a few seconds ago. The, the issue is that they played an even worse team. Yeah, yeah but they, and, they did it in a different way. Run game. And I, well, I think this this is my sort of issue with them at the minute is that yes, they've got four wins. But the wins are against uh, the Browns in a very close game, to be fair. But then it's against Pittsburgh that had uh, issues with quarterback play and everything like that. The Dolphins that had injury at quarterback, so they weren't playing at full strength. And then this Green Bay team that, as we said, have looked out of sorts all season and not been the Green Bay that we, we expected them to be. Can we can we just say uh, have a point on Aaron Rodgers? I was having this conversation with Sham while we were watching the Buffalo and Kansas City game. And Sham claims... That Aaron Rodgers, even right now, is the best quarterback in the NFL. That's horrible. <laughs> That's better horrible. than Pat Mahomes. Better That's than horrible. Josh Allen. I mean, if I'm saying the last two-time MVP is not the best quarterback, something's wrong with me. I think Aaron Rodgers is, doesn't have talent right now <clears throat> in a lot of play. I think he is the best quarterback. Uh, no. I stand by that. That he is. It doesn't ma- matter who's number I, one. I on would. This day. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say that. I would say he he's probably you could still argue his top five, but that's more on his history rather than actually how he's playing so far this year. And I think that that's what helps him a little bit is like the history, you know, the two times MVP that sort of goes up for him and all of that. It makes him it, it elevates it a little bit. However, the way that he's been playing this year is how you've got to judge it. It's not on you know it's current form. It's not mm-hmm. on history. And in current form, that man is not the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, but I think form, form you've got to look at the reasons why there is that form, right? Rodgers is struggling because he hasn't got a dependable number one receiver. Right? Brady, Brady, that, him? Brady didn't have dependable number one receivers pretty much his entire career until he got to Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah but the they, man, they, the man they play in a different Super way. Bowls. Yeah, yeah, but they play different styles of if, offense. If you put Devontae Adams back teams. in there, is he lighting the world alight? Based on his play this year? No. I think he might, yeah. He wouldn't be no. in the MVP conversation. How, what madness. All right, let's 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 move on anyway. We, we've decided one of us thinks that the Jets are for real and two of us are saying we still feel that they need to they need to prove something, um, which I think is fair. This Green Bay, Bay team, not as good as we were expecting, but it's still on days. So I reckon they can still figure stuff out. Um, let's move on now and talk about another team that's currently sitting at three and three. And talk about if we we are concerned about them, which is the Baltimore Ravens. Shan, you've been a Baltimore Ravens backer. Even in our last pod, you said, so technically, with his game picks, what it should be is Shan should be on zero. Because he said, I would book all my game picks in the Ravens, <laughs> the New York Giants. So, technically, you're zero now. But you've, you've backed the Ravens, right? You're, you're a Lamar Jackson backer. You, you believe in them. So what's going on with this team? Yeah, well, I'm impressed that you 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 said that you're clearly listening to into our <laughs> podcast despite being away. 
Fair play. Uh, for me, anyone, I'm blaming everyone besides Lamar Jackson here. <laughs> I don't care. Call, call me Every, a... Everyone else's fault. Yeah, call, call me a Lamar truther. But this will make the comeback story even sweeter. This will make his MVP narrative. We know it's all about narratives even sweeter. But the, the only thing that's questioning, that I'm questioning now is that they need to turn it around really fast because I didn't give the Giants enough credit I was wrong. But uh, the supporting cast around Lamar, the offensive supporting cast, and I'm talking particularly the skill position players, we know that they they don't tend to rely on those guys too much. This on their system. But they need to be better. There, there's so many drop balls, which, again, the Bills-Kansas City match, you would watch Patrick Mahomes third, third and long. He'd throw the ball. I mean, he's not working with the great supporting cast, but they weren't dropping it as much as as, as the Baltimore receivers were. Uh, when you look at the box score of this game, though, like the top receivers were their tight ends. It's ridiculous in a way. Like, but out of the four catches, three of that, them are tight hasn't ends. That been, hasn't that been Baltimore's like, MO then? Like, it has. It, it has. And they, you can't say they don't have the receivers at this point, right? Uh, Rashad Bateman was out. If you're if you're complaining about Devonte being out of Green Bay, you have to mention that Hollywood's out, Rashad Bateman's out. They have yeah. tight ends though. Like there is no Mark Andrews in Green Bay. And you I'm know, just they, saying, they, like, they Mark have, Andrews had a phenomenal game, by the way. They, they've got other play, They've got other players in there. It's not I, like I agree. I agree to somewhat. You have to take into account that Rashad Bateman wasn't in the lineup, but also they do have the rest of their receiver core available the to scheme. them. What about the scheme? They are dependent. Uh, it's kind of like what Arizona was the last, or since I can remember Kyler Murray being in the league. They're relying on the quarterback doing things that he shouldn't be doing. They're relying on Lamar Jackson being elite, making these explosive plays. Sometimes, yeah. not sometimes, a lot of the times in tight coverage. And that's, that's where Mark Andrews excels. But at some point, you need something else. I, I I agree with how, what you're saying there. Like, I agree with that side of things that they do rely too heavily on Lamar Jackson getting them out of trouble a lot of the time. But what you've also got to look at, it's not just the offense, which is a problem here. Like you say, it's everyone but Lamar. Mm. Their defense hasn't been lighting it up as well. Like their defense are meant to be on the cornerstone of what the Ravens have been built on historically. Th- this defense isn't scaring anyone at the minute. I wouldn't say their defensive line don't look like they can push anyone off the ball. The, the... Can you can you say Wing Martindale enjoyed this on the giant sideline? <laughs> well, mean, you, you like that narrative, Sham. You, you pushed I'd, I'd, it for I'd, the last I'd, week or and so. And I will carry on pushing it because Wing Martindale is <laughs> an extremely good defensive coordinator. You just let go because you're fed up. And I think if it wasn't his fault, I, I mean, sure, you signed off on some of these blitz calls that they were making. Maybe just makes needed to make a few less. But getting rid of the guy, I think it was a bad move. Um. But, but going it, it on to your to previous point, backwards. yeah, I mean, going back on your previous point, why didn't they give Kenyon Drake the ball more? He had his breakout game as a Raven once um, Dobbins' knee tightened up. He, he showed that 30-yard touchdown run. I mean, get the... They should have, like, we talk about balance all the time. When Lamar was struggling, they needed to go to Kenyon Drake more, get creative with him more, make it easier with completions to Kenyon Drake, uh, feed the guy who's hot. And I just feel like... This is a constant theme we talk about with the Ravens is they are a Lamar team, but also they don't find plan B and plan C. 
Well, they're they're a hot and cold team, I think. And I think when something works, it works for them. But like you say, when something doesn't work, they they have no way of getting out of the skid. They they don't know how to get themselves out of the skid and right of the shit. They just continue doing the same thing over and just lean into it, which doesn't always work. And like this Giants team are playing much better than what anyone would have gave them credit for at the start. Brian Dable can take some credit in that. And it's clearly the leading coach of the year candidate. Mm. A lot of it rests on Barkley though, right? Barkley's having a resurgent year this year. Yeah. He's largely kept at bay in this game. Yeah, he still had some some runs that I suppose I, want to, I don't want to say changed the game, but helped uh, spark the offense. And they're 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 not relying on Daniel Jones to do anything spectacular. They're just relying on good good coaching, good fundamental football, and all they're asking Daniel Jones is to do is to not lose them games. Well, then, do you know? Do you know what shocks me more than anything in this game when I look at the look at the bot score and stuff? It's the receivers that are catching balls from Daniel Jones. You know, you've got Daniel Bellinger, Wayne Dale Robinson, Marcus Johnson. Who are these guys? Where are the big money receivers one, that they paid for? One day, for? Ro- Robinson's season is here. <laughs> uh, the rumors are they're shopping Kadaris Tony, and Robinson is supposed to step into to that role. He's still a rookie. He's just coming back from injury. So we're not expecting an OBJ year. But everyone's stepping up. Even uh, last week, I think it was, Bellinger scored a, a touchdown on, on a trick play. It, end around. It, it, it's an impressive like scene, though, to see from like a, it's a whole team effort sort of thing. But these top-end players that they spent all the money on, the guys like... Um, Golladay. Golladay, thank you. Like where where is he in this this situation? Like he's not even on the uh, not even on the box score for me. I don't know if he's hurt for this game or if he's just been benched. He's, but... he's going to land with the LA Rams <laughs> <laughs> potentially. But anyway, let's let's move on. Let's talk. Let's go talk about something that's more pressing, which is quarterback controversy. Oh, Obviously, there, there's three three teams. We'll get, we'll get to them more quickly. That this week, I think, are going to have some. Maybe not for one of them. Maybe it's a bit later down the line. So I don't know what. We'll start with that one. Actually, uh, are you are you starting with Tampa Bay? Quarterback controversy in Tampa. <laughs> no, I'm not. Tom Brady, obviously, not a happy boy though. Tom Brady having meltdowns at his linemen at, uh, on the sideline. Not a good look. But this is this is a standard for Tom Brady nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it's is Tom Brady? Him. Exactly. When is Tom Brady happy when he loses, and no. when is it his fault? But no, being more serious, let's talk about his former team, though. The New England Patriots. Obviously, Matt Jones, starter at the start of the year, their rookie from last year, uh, went out with an injury. I don't know how long his timeline is that he's going to be out for. What's the what's the timeline on it? But in relief, Bailey Zappi, Zappi, I'll get his name right. Yeah, he, uh, he played two games for them. Obviously, this last game against the Cleveland Browns, very impressive. Um, it looks like he's a real starter in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's been phenomenal. I think it was, uh, I can't remember the record, but it's the first time in 70-odd years, 50 to 70-odd years, where he, um, he, I believe he, he threw, I don't know, a great passer rating of some sort. <laughs> I can't say the stat because it's gone off the top of my head. But no, the guys it... looked like their best quarterback this season. He looks be- he's looked better than Mac Jones had all season long before his injury. Um, and has played better than Brian Hoy has done most of his career. So, I think when a rookie fourth rounder, mid rounder is playing this well, is he your new quarterback? Shane's is there Tom a Brady. real controversy here? Like, uh, I mean, I, I think it's, how do you I, take him out of the firing line? Well, well, this is this is my point that I want to make. It, he's won the, the last two games, right? New England have won both their last two games, and convincingly. 
and that's with Zappi taking charge, being the, being the starter. Is it? Can you really put Matt Jones back in if you're on a run? Like, do you want to put a, put a quarterback back in when you're on a on a good run like this? What I does the eyes tell you? What does the eyes tell you? Yeah, Who's a I would play this year. I wouldn't. So it it seems like we're we're sort of saying that Zappi's the quarterback going forward for New England, right? Yes, but I think this this shows that all the pundits who were hyping up Mac Jones last year, when it was clear, like he had a fine year. Don't get me wrong, but it was I clear. Was one he was, of them. <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, he was, he, was, he was playing in the system, right? He yeah. was he was managing the games with an elite defense. The the yeah. problem, like you have with the Patriots, is that they're so good at executing, and you always wonder what is the ceiling of a player. We knew Mac Jones. I mean, the talk around Mac Jones is his floor is extremely high, but his ceiling is also extremely there's, low. There's, not, to... there's not much difference between the floor yeah. and the ceiling. Is what exactly. But with Zappi, He's... you do get intrigued with maybe because he was less heralded. What is his ceiling? We know his floor seems very good. Yeah. That intrigue yeah, so of what far. is his ceiling? Because you'd expect year on year improvement from rookie quarterbacks. Um, we weren't particularly seeing that with early on. I know every team early on offensively might have their hiccups, but the Patriots and Mac Jones were definitely one of them. Um, Cleveland Browns, though, we're nothing really much to say about them. They're the same inconsistent Cleveland Browns, at least they will be until Deshaun Watson comes back into the lineup and then they'll be a bit more intriguing, I think, right? I mean, he's practicing again, so yeah, it's do not we, long. It's do not we really long. have to go there? Yeah, well, really, yeah well, you have to. Jacoby Brissett, though, he looked like the rookie in this game. Yeah, that's all it, I'm it saying. It's a bad game for him. It's a bad game. Let's move on and anyway, talk about the uh, New New Orleans Saints, my team. And um, obviously, we we lost the the Cincinnati Bengals. Andy Dalton has been our starter for the last two games, uh, three games maybe now. I forget, but he's he's played the last. Two two games, three games, I don't know. Um, but he's played the last couple of games anyway. And uh James Winston is now apparently healthy and can come back. Short week before we play Arizona Channel's team on Thursday night. Free win for you guys. <laughs> um what what are you guys saying though? Do you think Dalton has done enough to, to stay in, or do you think Winston should be put back as starter when he's back and healthy? What what are you saying? He did enough over the weekend. If it wasn't for some poor tackling on Jamar Chase getting that touchdown, the Saints would have won. And this makes me sad because you guys know I was a huge fan of Andy Dalton back (laughs) in in Bengals when there weren't many of us around. Uh, But then he took a backup job with the Cowboys and I was like, I want off the ship. When he could have, you know, tried to compete for a starter role. Um, But, and you guys know my feelings about James Winston. He's overrated. (laughs) He's a liability. (laughs) I think if you've got a good team around him with receivers, hopefully healthy, I don't mind starting Andy Dalton, but I don't think the Saints want that to happen because I think that would be a progress stopper for the franchise. They're trying yeah. to prove that Jamie's Winston is the guy, and if he's not, then they can draft a guy. Yeah. Well, we can't, not until the year after, anyway. Simon, you're a believer. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles Saints. have your pick. You've been a believer <laughs> in these Saints quarterbacks for a while. Have you finally admitted the Saints have no quarterback? No, because no, no, I a, a, a bunch of clipboard holders. I feel that's a bit harsh, yeah. Like, maybe they're not like you know, elite starting NFL quarterbacks, but you know, they're, they're at least backup guys. But, um, yeah, it, like my thoughts about the, the situation is same as Shannon's, except for one thing. So, obviously, Dalton 
on paper right now, Dalton looks like the better starter, right? He's the better guy to put in the system. However, it's not all just about putting Dalton in to manage winning because we, what are we doing here? We're not gonna we're not gonna go to the Super Bowl or anything with Dalton at the helm. We're not playing for anything next year because we've gave all our picks away. So what we're doing here, we are trying to see what we've got with Jameis Winston. So for me, while Winston's healthy, you play him. Because at the end of the year, if Winston's not good, you know, right, we need to sort out our quarterback situation once and for all. But you've got to give him, you've still got to give him that chance. Obviously, he's had a bad start of the year, but they were saying he's played injured. Well, let him play when he's not injured. If he's rested, he's relaxed, you know, let him play and see. Because we've got to see what we've got with him, right? Uh, well, that's, do, that's do you reckon he'll it. play the next week? Also, how, uh, how long does uh, his recovery to recover? I, I reckon after the Cardinals game, I reckon we'll bring him back him after that because I don't think it's a short week. I don't think you bring him in. Uh, yeah, not in a short week, but this division is open because the Bucks aren't performing. The Falcons are even competing for this title. I mean, the division, outside the the division is not open. Sorry. Yeah, it's, I mean the open. division is open because no one. <laughs> no, I I don't feel confident without Bruce Arians' stick in Tampa. That they're going to get the job he's necessarily st- over the line. It, he's still there. He's still about Bruce Arians on the on the staff somehow. But anyway, the yeah, I agree. The the division is sort of open between you know the Saints, Falcons, surprisingly, and and the Bucks. I would I would say the Panthers are out. Like even at this point, I'd put the Panthers out. But I also think that you know Brady always figures stuff out as the season goes along, and the but the Bucks will become better as the season comes along. So I reckon they're good. they're still going to walk away with the division, and they've got it'll... they've got a healthy Godwin now as well because yeah. uh, last week he didn't play that many snaps. I think his snap percentage was in was in the fifties. Now it seems like they they've got Mike Evans, Godwin, and Russell Gage back, and and that will be formidable going forward. But um, uh, just along just on this point there as well about this uh, this New Orleans game and stuff, the the Bengals don't look good. They don't look like the team, although they beat the Saints, don't get me wrong, and, you know, Burroughs was throwing the ball out to Chase and stuff. I mean, realistically, Chase scored some easy touchdowns because the Saints weren't tackling him, right, in the fourth quarter. That's basically what happens. The the Saints' fourth quarter defense fell apart. Burroughs started throwing to Chase. Chase just ran in, playing touch American football, it seemed, from the Saints' defense. So, like, are we still also concerned about this Bengals team that's still sort of in a Super Bowl slump on the same things? Uh, I think the Bengals team looked like this as last year as well. People forget they weren't dominant to get to the championship games and so on. They played inconsistent throughout the season. They're a good team who got hot in the playoffs, and that's what they are. They're a good team that will get hot in moments. And they're a young, like most of their stars are young. So I, I think maybe we just maybe expected too much of this team based on what we saw last. But I think they're a good team that will just compete. I like the take. I like the take. We'll leave that there because I like the take. Right, moving on. Last team with a quarterback controversy, although I don't think it's very controversial after this last game. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. They've got my guy, Cooper Rush. Get him out. (laughs) Or that Prescott. Sham. He didn't like my take, get him out, so, so he decided to go with Sham. That Prescott yeah, obviously is the guy. This, this shouldn't even be a talk of this, so like, no. I'm not even entertaining this. <laughs> well, yeah, I agree. They they can't not put that Prescott back in. Obviously, it seems like Dak's ceiling is much higher than what Cooper Rush is ever is. 
slash probably will be. Um, but I, you know, I still, I still maintain Cooper Rush has been like a fairly decent. He's been hidden. Villain for them. No, this oh, is the only game that exposed him. This was the only game that was ex. No, this is the only game where he had to like actually play quarterback um, instead of game manager, and he obviously couldn't do it because he's a good backup. He seems mm-hmm. like a good backup, but there's a reason has been cut by so many teams, including the Giants. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, like the the thing that Cooper Rush has done well that Dak Prescott needs to look into, and I've heard this a lot, is how has managed to find CD Lamb. That Prescott wasn't finding CD Lamb, yeah. he was finding Dalton Schultz. Whereas um Cooper Rush oh. was not finding Dalton Schultz, but was finding CD Lamb all the time. And he is their best player. Dak needs to get him the ball he, more as well. He won't be able to find Dalton Schultz anymore because Dalton no, Schultz is injured. Is yeah. injured. So that might help them somehow. Right, yeah, he'll be uh, back soon. He'll be back soon. This Eagles team though, do you reckon it could go undefeated for the rest of the year? No, definitely not. They've like you said last week against Arizona, they're showing um holes in their armor. I think this Cowboys team with Cooper Rush, I think this just brought them back down to earth a bit. And the Eagles really didn't have a that competitive matchup as but we thought it could be. They still still won though, still handled the business and exactly, is, but but handling your business isn't going to get you seventeen and isn't, isn't that all you need to do though? Handle your business each week, week in, week out. Isn't that what the Eagles are doing so far? Each week they've played. And yes, maybe they've not put out like, you know, massive, massive score lines or they've not absolutely dominated teams, but they've beat every team that's come like come against them and they've looked somewhat comfortable. They have spurts where they put up lots of points and they look comfortable. Isn't that all you want from your team? Yeah, you're right. But I want I want to see them against some of the powerhouses in the AFC because that's where the where the best teams lie right now. Fair, fair. All right. I mean well, they do play the Steelers, then the Texans, then the Commanders, and then the Colts. I mean well, all you're saying to I mean, me there is, is they could get to Tedder now. Yeah, and exactly. After that and is, then, is, we'll have to see. And they're going for the record. I'm looking forward to Ravens versus uh, Eagles whenever that is. At some point later in the season. Let's move on anyway. You know, we've, we've got more we want to talk about. Um, talking about AFC powerhouses, let's talk about the dud game of the week for me. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills. Not everyone will agree with that take, I don't think, that it wasn't that good a game. I just didn't enjoy it as much. I feel like there was a lot more mistakes. I like clean football. Um, and it, felt like, <laughs> it felt like there was a lot of mistakes. Why, why are you following than... the Saints then? <laughs> it's, fair, it's a fair comment. Um, and I, I just felt like it was a little bit of a letdown as far as, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you know that their, their last match in the in the playoffs last year sort of like hyped it up to be, oh, this will be like a masterpiece of American football, and it turned out to just be a, a, an average game. I disagree with that theory completely. I thought it was a great game. I think when you watch two good teams play against each other, you want a good competition. I thought this was a perfect game for that, uh, and nothing's ever perfect. And I think these two teams are similar. They hate running the ball. <laughs> they love putting everything on their quarterback. Whichever yeah. quarterback has a better day wins the wins the game. But hate hate running, but didn't Singletree have like quite a nice rushing uh, game? Oh yeah, I thought Singletree was playing good. They just decided not to feature him. Um, 17, 17 carries, eighty five yards. I think that's like one of the most they've ever used him. Yeah, but then you look at Josh Allen and twelve rushes. So, well. <laughs> uh, I mean, 
it, that one really nice run at the end where he hurdled over a defender. That was that was the, the play of the game by far. Mm. And and then Stefan Diggs doing Stefan Diggs, and that's what Mahomes hasn't got this year. Sorry, Judas Smith Schuster. Um, <laughs> like you might look good on the stat sheet. A, a lot of them, were, a couple of them were big broken tackles. I went for big gains, and that's fair play to Juju. Well, his this touchdown was that, wasn't it? He caught the ball, broke a tackle, and just ran it in for about thirty yards touchdown. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't an elite play. But Diggs, Diggs is gonna get behind you, and um, yeah. so is Gabriel Davis. So I, I like the a fact that you know it's a role reversal from the playoffs last year, where the Chiefs had that high. Now Josh Allen can have that alien look, uh, alien high of the high hurdle plus the win, like Shan mentioned. So. No, I thought this was a really good competition, uh, competitive game. So That's what you want, good competition. My my issue, though, is uh, with this Chiefs team, especially on offense, is that they still look disjointed. We're now in week six. They st- they still don't look like a complete football team. They look they look like they're still trying to figure themselves out. And that's that's worrisome for me. Um, and like you say, I think one of the big problems is they don't have that elite receiver anymore. Tyreek Hill is sorely missed in that Chiefs receiving room. Juju does not fill his boots. Nicole Hardman was meant to step up. I know he's had injuries, but he's not stepped up at all. He's he's not doing anything different than what he's done the last few years. Um, and then they they you know drafted Sky Moore, and he's not really done much this year. It's kind of a little bit worrisome that they they've got a guy with as much talent as Patrick Mahomes, and they're putting subpar receivers out for him. If you give him a guy that's just like maybe above average, he doesn't have to be Ty- Tyreek Hill level, but you know, an above average guy that can at least stretch the field a little bit, maybe. Yeah, and I think if, that's what I'm lacking. If I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm inquiring about DJ Moore right now from the Panthers. Ooh, uh, that's nice. That's a nice he, light. He's not, I mean, yeah, he's, he's better than any other receiver they have on the roster. Mm. But between these two teams, it's clear, it's, it's a simple analysis required. The skill position players. For the Bills, you saw Gabe Davis. You see, you saw Stefan Diggs making plays. Even Dawson Knox uh, stepped up as well. But all Pat Mahomes has is Kelsey and some part timers. <laughs> part timers is, is a nice way of putting it. But yeah, no, th- fair enough. So this this did uh, was a bit of a dud for me. So do we, do we think Kansas City Chiefs can figure themselves out going forward, or do you think they do need something like a trade to to sort of get themselves into gear? They definitely need a trade. They've spent a lot of draft picks. Um, and the, let's face it, uh, Miko Hardman, Sky Moore, and then the free agents acquisitions of Marquez Valdo and Scantlin and Juju aren't really what they needed. No, no. Anyway, let's let's move on. Anyway. We'll talk about one more game and then we'll go to our qualified players. Uh, just quickly, just because I like to rub some salt in the wound. But uh, Sham, how are you feeling about Jags? I saw. I thought this last week after we lost to the Texans, I wasn't going to think they're going to be good. I mean, the Jags they gave, in their they loss gave us against, hope, though. They gave me some hope. Yeah, but they they've done that three weeks, weeks in a row. I mean, they were looking like they're going to beat the Eagles at one point, and then they yeah got absolutely battered in the second half. <laughs> then the Texans, you allowed them to beat you by. I mean, you score six points against them, and now you let the Colts score their highest amount of points all season. They'd only scored. Well, I don't think they'd even reached 20 points all season. And Matt Ryan absolutely went off and he didn't even sack the statue of a quarterback that he is. What? what, what <laughs> Shaq really? Griffin had a terrible game. He was the problem for the Jags' defense, to be honest what with ha- you. What really happened, though? Because like, if you look at the bot score for your offense and stuff, 
yes, it doesn't scream, you know, a great game, but it looks like an efficient game. Like Trevor Lawrence is 20 for 22. So that's quite good. That's efficient football. Um, what happened was the Colts went touchdown, uh, I believe punt, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. <laughs> or touchdown, field goal, so, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Something so, along those lines. Yeah, so, so it was your defense that let you down. Uh, that's what I'm like. You've got to play contrary. How many times have we said it? Like some of these good teams are playing really good complementary football, aka the Giants. Run game, defense. One of them will carry the load, and they're doing it together usually in tandem. Um, yeah, I mean, what can I say? It's the Jags being the Jags, and maybe I just got my hopes up too high early on in the season. They are probably that six-seven win team um, this season. <laughs> The, the Jags, though, did it without that balance, though. We talk about that balance a lot. We talk about mm. it. I, say, I said it did it without the balance. They still use the... So, they obviously, Dion Jackson, I think he's a rookie, uh, but he might be, like, a second-year guy. But he uh, he stepped in. Jonathan Taylor's out injured at the minute. The, he only got 12 carries, but he did get 10 receptions as well. So, not all on the, on the like, running the ball, but it, it, maybe some of those passes were, like, behind the line. I don't know how it works. Um. But it just doesn't look like the same balance. But th- has this helped Matt Ryan a little bit, though? Do you know, take it like this sounds ridiculous, but you take Jonathan Taylor out and the expectation of Jonathan Taylor is going to have to run the ball. Has this actually helped Matt Ryan become Matt Ryan again? No, no. This, this, is, a, this is a mirage. Um, <laughs> they need to enjoy it while it lasts because they've got an uphill battle to win this division. They need Jonathan Taylor back as soon as he can be. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to keep Matt Ryan clean with how they've played all season this game could be that one-off game that they needed but this isn't you know matt ryan completing 42 of 58 isn't a normal stat line and not getting sacked it it was it was a remarkable like performance by matt ryan especially in in, in trying to end the game like you say touchdown, breaking touchdown, news touchdown, guys touchdown. breaking news breaking news the arizona cardinals has traded for panthers wide receiver robbie anderson a new wide receiver for Kyler Murray. <laughs> I was I was hoping you were going to say DJ Moore there, but no. The, the Cardinals always go for that secondary get... receiver, don't they? They won't go for AJ Brown. They'll go for Mar- sorry, Marquise Hollywood Brown. You've been but amazing. But don't yeah. they get Newt Johnson back this week as well? Though yeah, he's seven to six weeks Hopkins, suspension. Hopkins, Hopkins sorry, sorry, Ho- sorry, Hopkins. He he served a six game suspension. What? What are they doing? <laughs> what are they giving up for? What are they giving up for Robbie Anderson? That's that's my like biggest. Well, the interesting thing is, Robbie Anderson's salary is only six hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Is what the Cardinals only owe him, but that probably just means bad news for Hollywood Brown. Because how the hell do you play Hollywood Brown, Robbie Anderson? Hollywood limped off there. Uh, in that yeah, game. maybe that's why they traded for him. Maybe they know something what, we all don't know yet. What was the compensation though? Because that's what I'm that's trying the... to. I'm trying to find compensation out. Um, we might get that soon. Okay. Twenty what nine year old with a twenty one million dollar cap hit next year? He ain't going to be a uh, card next year, I don't think. Um, I, I think Steve Kimes clawing for his job right now. <laughs> his, I, his, I, yeah. I sorry, I think this is an awful trade. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie. I won't. I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. No matter what you're giving up for him at this point, all right. No matter how much you give up for Robbie Anderson, it's too much. And I only say this because you have got Newt Hopkins coming back into your lineup. You've already got Marquise Brown, who you spent a first-round draft pick on. You still have Rondell Moore. Marquise Brown was seen in a walking boot at the end of the game. So I 
believe that might be the reason they could have traded for him. It, yeah, which which kind of makes sense that you know you and it, uh, yeah, it could be. It's apparently could breaking news now. His injury could potentially be season ending, so they needed that deep threat. I guess that's what they were thinking. We need that deep deep threat to really replace Marquis Brown just for the season. I don't know. That's I still. I, I thought, I thought it, Rondell Moore should be given elevated or he's not. He's not, a deep, yeah. he's not. A deep he's not. He's not a deep threat. But it's it's disappointing for Marquis Brown to to he's be having in that a situation. phenomenal year. He's mm. having a great year. It's also just more disappointing for Cardinals fan that you've now got Robbie Anderson in your roster. Um, and we'll leave that there. Just have my personal feelings towards the man. I don't like him. Don't think he's a good player. So we'll anyway. probably draft a receiver in the first round anyway, because yeah. that's what the Cardinals do. Just yeah, <laughs> just on skill positions. <laughs> and on that, we'll move on and talk about our qualified players of the week. Um, I'll just go first, get it out of the way with my guy is Quinn Williams for the Jets, defensive lineman, four tackles, one assist, did tackle, two sacks, one forced fumble. Had a great game. He was in the Green Bay backfield all night. That's what you want from your defensive lineman. That's great work by him, Sham. Mine's got to be Bailey Zappi. We touched on it. Um, what he's doing is pretty remarkable. Executing at high level doesn't look like a rookie and potentially Mac Jones' a replacement. Sure. Mine is Kenneth Walker against my Cardinals. He looked amazing. He had 21 rushes on the ground, had 97 yards on the ground, had a touchdown, and you look at some of his runs, the cuts he was making. You could tell why he, him and Brees Hall were the top guys in the draft uh, of running back, and he looks like a difference maker. So just to, just to add on to that, Shan's only picked Kenneth Walker because he's adding him in the fantasy team. That's the only reason, and spent half of his auction like money he's got More than by half. him. But everyone should have. This guy is a great talent. All right. Another bombshell. We'll leave it there for today. Uh, we'll catch up with you again later in the week to talk about the week seven games. Um, so until that time, see ya. Peace. Bye.